Hello and welcome to the BL Portfolio Podcast coming to you from Business Line's in-house research team. At BL Portfolio, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance and other financial products as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I'm Parvata Ardhini, editor BL Portfolio. I have with me my colleague Kumar Shankar Roy, personal finance lead in this podcast. Hi Kumar. Hi Ardhini. Kumar, as we all know, returns is the predominant driver for investing decisions across. Yes. Now, of late some investors both globally and in India are becoming conscious of how these returns are made. Mm. And uh, this takes us to a very fancy term uh, today which is ESG investing. Mm-hmm. Now I read somewhere that ESG investing has picked up pace and globally uh, ESG assets uh, are at over 35 trillion dollars mm. and they are also expecting it to touch what 50 trillion dollars in 2 yeah, to 3 years time. Big number. Yes. Actually listeners Kumar is writing this uh, big story on ESG investing for BL portfolio this Sunday which is why he is here to talk to us on this subject make sure you get your print copy or read the subscriber exclusive article online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio So Kumar coming back to you hmm. so the crux of ESG investing is all about how a company treats the planet hmm. Great. how it cares for people hmm. how the firm is being governed or run hmm. So and uh, you have also mentioned earlier that you know across generations be it the baby boomers the gen x or the millennials everybody today has similar preferences when it comes to owning something sustainable hmm hmm now is this uh, urge to own something sustainable or esg investing hmm. uh, really unique short way to answer this is yes and no hmm. now ESG investing on its own in terms of approach is nothing novel because mm. it has been around in different forms such as green investing socially responsible investing sustainable investing ethical investing you name it i mean there are different ways they uh, have these terms mm. now it is a way to direct capital to the do gooders of the corporate world mm. there was this concept called triple bottom line which is a framework that first was reported in early 90s okay. it talked about these three parts again social environmental or ecological and financial mm. but what esg advocates of today and the system around it that they have built has done is give new shape to this way of looking at things okay. investors are increasingly applying these non financial factors as part of their analysis process to identify material risks and growth opportunities esg metrics are not commonly part of mandatory financial reporting though companies are increasingly making these disclosures in their annual report or in a standalone sustainable report i mean there are different reports that are okay. available okay. so this is bringing a new change to how investors companies and authorities look at investments that's nice interesting that they are giving more disclosures mm. but uh, i am guessing that there may not be too many standard definitions or norms or bringing down everything to a particular uh, platform isn't it is decoding esg easy everyone should be following their own norms I yeah guess. that's yeah. a good observation yeah mm. actually because it is like that we have seen many investment vehicles use uh, that confusion if we might use that term mm. to their advantage some global funds have been stretching the original definitions of agreed esg terms and sustainable investing to get money from investors for example some esg equity funds have been increasing their investments in firms such as shell and reps 
Repsol since Russia's invasion of Ukraine boosted the energy markets. One of this year's top performing managers of sustainable funds holds ConocoPhillips and Exxon. Okay. To global investors, another example is China's uh, regime, which should be an automatic disqualifier and an uninvestable from any ESG perspective. Yet ESG funds hold about one thirty uh, billion dollars in Chinese assets. So you see, there is this no standard norm and standard stuff. So there is a lot of stuff that is happening to take advantage of it as well. Understand, understand. So tell us about the returns, Kumar. So despite all this, how do ESG investments uh, stack up when it comes to returns? Yeah, for all the bark that is there right now for ESG investments at this point, they do not have that great of a. Bite, and I am talking about only financial returns here. The MSCI World ESG Index in the last ten years has doubled, but this is barely hundred basis points more than the plain Jane MSCI World Index. Okay. The story is similar f- if you look at domestic indices such as Nifty ESG Benchmark versus the non-ESG variant. Okay. So what uh, this is telling us is that there is no great extra returns that is there. For all the stuff that you kind of build around ESG, okay. in terms of popular products at present, there are ten ESG-focused thematic equity mutual fund offerings, and you name it across all large funds: ABSL, Axis, IPRU, Invesco, Kotak, Mirai, SBI, and these funds put together manage about eleven thousand four hundred crore assets, one point okay. four billion in mm-hmm. dollar terms. Now, eight of these ten have been launched in the last two years alone. I mean, it's in sync with the fad that ESG kind That's of right. caught yes, on, right? Yes. And two of the products are passive in nature. Only one fund has a long history, but we have to notice that it didn't begin as an ESG fund from inception and only became a so-called ESG fund from 2018 okay, onwards. Okay, let me guess it. So you're saying that even mutual funds don't sport great returns in the one or two years that they yeah, have yeah, been in existence. Yeah, it's not there. I mean, if you look, and there's okay. always this wide variety mm. and range of returns, right? So mm. one-year fund returns of ESG products range from minus nine to plus twenty-seven. Mm. So if you look at a category average, and then it is very. I mean. It's just uh, I think minus something point zero one five or something. Yes. And at the same time, markets have been flattish. Mm. Now, if you have uh, the argument is ESG funds give you higher risk-adjusted returns. Okay. How do you calculate risk-adjusted returns for some? Funds which have given negative returns, so Understand. they don't lend themselves to that. No, but I think uh, we should also take cognizance of the fact that they have very short track uh, records. Mm, so, true. Uh, are there any other products apart from mutual funds uh, for ESG investing in India? Yeah, we do have on the portfolio management services side, which is mm. called PMS side, mm. where the minimum ticket size investment is fifty lakh. Mm. A handful of products do exist in form of SBI ESG portfolio. Mm. Avendus has some ESG fund. White Oak has a India. Pioneers Equity ESG portfolio. Mm. ESG has also made its way into curated stock baskets with offerings. Oh, small cases. Yeah, small like cases, that. and mm. there is wealth uh, basket wealth also baskets, by some yes. other uh, mm. provider. So there is green energy, Omni Belief Compliance Strategy, socially responsible investing strategy, MWG ESG, Sharia ESG. So they what mm. they do is incorporate ESG principles fully or partially. Understand. Kumar, you were uh, telling me about uh, mutual fund products, PMS products, and even yeah. curated stock baskets. Mm-hmm. What if I am a big-time uh, direct investor? Mm. Now, this DIY investing has also taken uh, over in a big way since the pandemic. Yes. So, if I am an individual investor and I want to do direct stock investing based on ESG principles, mm. so how do I get access to such stocks or information? 
Yes, that could be even more challenging if you extend the filtering criteria. I mean, for a direct investor or a DIY investor to the ESG goals, there mm. are a few free resources mm. such as SES Governance, which provides a annual kind of ranking or ESG scores for specific top hundred companies. But they are far and few between. I mean, you have to pay up for most of these ESG scores and risk scores. Okay. Uh, you can of course access the top ten holdings from the latest fact sheets of ESG stock indices, such as Nifty 100 ESG or the BSC 100 ESG. The weight of each stock in this uh, kind of index is tweaked based on the ESG score assigned to the company. Such e- DIY investors can also read the. BRSR which is the business responsibility and sustainability report that listed companies prepare okay. annual reports also have sustainability reports as part of the annual report so they can access this stuff and kind of get some okay. idea okay yeah okay okay that's nice but uh, let me guess it i'm sure that you know the landscape is still uh, evolving and it's not very mm. uh, evolved so which means that most of these esg companies will be your usual banking it companies yes correct isn't correct, it correct, correct okay so no r- real surprises here then mm. but uh, okay even if you if those investments uh, qualify you mm. can still invest and make your money but you know the uh, that that isn't harmful but what is probably harmful is you know getting uh, deceived by what is called greenwashing mm. isn't it so yes. what is this uh, i hear that uh, it's of equal concern across the globe as much as in india yeah yeah i mean mm. b- that's a unfortunate fallout due mm. to some companies wanting to game the system mm. uh, since companies get better market valuation and mm. if you see nifty 100 esg enjoys a 13% premium valuation mm. compared to the Nifty hundred, okay. mm. so you can understand that there's elevated demand from investors for those stocks, mm. and many corporate aspirants have started greenwashing. Mm. So this is a process of conveying a false impression or providing misleading information about how a company's products are more environmentally sound. So while ESG depends upon third-party rating organizations to assess companies on their credentials, mm. there is no unified benchmark, right? Like the definition, there is no unified. So methodology benchmarks are all. kind of not there mm. so what happens is inconsistencies are there and mm. these can be used to you know keep the door open in terms of watertight esg compliance so clear and concise relevant rules can put an end to such occurrences understand understand i'm sure regulators across the world yes. uh, must be working on this yeah. that was a very interesting and a very uh, important conversation on esg investing with you kumar mm. thank you very much uh, for your presence today in the podcast i hope our listeners will gain new insights that will come in handy when they bet on such themes Uh, listeners to know more do read us uh, this sunday at bl portfolio the story on esg investing written by kumar that's it from us this week stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at bl portfolio read us in print on sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful A heads up for you listeners we will be relaunching BL portfolio in print from September 25 you will see a more reader friendly design and a fresh approach watch out